Jonathan, mother, and I have been invited to Christmas dinner at Jeffrey's mother's house. Oh, well. They're all so anxious to meet Angela and her family. Oh, well, I'm having dinner here. Tony's got a shovel with my name on it. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey, I have a great idea. Why don't we invite them all here? Yes. Great yes. idea, great idea. I the more the merrier, right? Look, I'll tell you what, I'll make six kinds of pie. I was only going to make three, but with guests. Tony, Tony, it won't work. I, I won't make pie, I'll make plum pudding. Tony, Tony, you don't understand. It's just impossible. You see, Mother's already booked the caterers. She's hired the help. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't want to upset the help. Um, hey, Tony, let's go get the Christmas lights, huh? I have a sudden urge to string something up. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to AO OA, the Who's the Boss podcast. I'm Tori. And I'm Kevin. And we are here to rewatch and discuss every single episode of Who's the Boss. And we're well on our way. Yeah. Um, so it's been a rough week, right? What happened? I don't know. It's just everything. I just think we're all getting really tired of being home. All the time. Oh, oh, yeah, that that kind of a rough week. Yes, yes. yes. So, I hope um, everyone out there is doing okay. Yeah. And if this is providing you with any enjoyment, <laughs> um, as much as it's providing us with enjoyment. <laughs> yes. I mean, it really does. Like. No, I know. This is the one little fun kind of escape that we get to do couple times a week and we're a little late because the past few nights i just haven't had the energy to do it and i yeah. want to be in a decent mood when we do it but and that's been few and far between <laughs> no this week. it's just it's been a rough week well but it's like even other people my other friends i've talked to it feels like this week was just an all-around rough week yeah i mean i don't a lot of our a lot of our listeners <laughs> I mean, our people that listen to this day, I mean, some of them don't even know the situation like that you're, you work from home and you're home with the kids and they're doing school while you're working. Right, right. Which but, is why it's rough. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's probably like that for a lot of other people. I know, but I'm saying though, right, 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 I, they yeah. don't know your particular situation and yeah. I'm sure that is a, a situation for a lot of people. Right. So yeah. it's. And um, even if you're just. And then I leave for work. So that's right, why it's. Right, right, right. It's but yeah, tough. I mean, I have it's to just, actually go to work. I think it's rough for everyone all around in different you ways. Know, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's absolutely. just like getting old. It is. <laughs> it's, it's getting, getting it's really terrible. old. Um, but yeah, so let's slip back into 1986 for a while. Yeah, sure. And forget when that nobody all, wore masks. Then. That all of this is going on. I know. Um, okay, so the episode that we're going to do today is season three, episode eleven. It's called the Christmas card. Or is it just called Christmas Card? Um, now this... I don't know. Hang on, hang on. Let's see. Because... Hold on, I can find In my right notes, now. I wrote down just Christmas Card. The Christmas card. card is what Antenna TV says. Okay. So, yeah. The Christmas Card. This first aired December 16th, sense. 1986. And the TV Guide summary says, Tony sells his only Tony Maselli baseball card to buy Angela an expensive gift. Hence the name, the Christmas card. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I didn't put that together. Oh well. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> what? Never mind. <laughs> I thought it was because they're sending out Christmas cards and this is Christmas. I they know. are actually because yeah. Jeffrey's helping her send out Christmas cards with the stamping <laughs> machine. What is it called? A postage meter. Postage meter. 
Um, okay, so anyway, th- that's how it started. But you go ahead. Yeah. So before we get to that, this episode was written by a woman named Mindy Glazer. This is going to be her first episode oh. um, that she has a writing credit for. Oh, interesting. Yes, but not her last. So I think in total, she worked on this show as a writer and in other capacities. So like she has three, three writing credits. But she worked on this show for 30 episodes as like a program consultant or a really? story editor. What, what, what's a program consultant? So that's a good question. I really don't know, honestly. Okay. Um, but I will say that uh, Mindy has written a book recently, just like in the past couple of years. Oh, okay. And this book is a fiction novel. So I just finished reading it. It's called Hollywood and Vine. And she writes about sitcom writing but it's a fictional show. So it's not who's the boss that she is obvious that's in the book and a bunch of crazy stuff happens. Like everything's really like exaggerated. Um, but you know, since she has a history of sitcom writing, there is a small portion of the book that explains a little bit about the story credits. So I just wanted to read this cause I think it helps us, um, try to figure these out. But So an excerpt from this book says, if you were successful at a pitch, they decided to buy one of your stories and sent you home to write an outline. When you return with it, you're paid the first third of a sizable fee. If you're cut off there, you might still wind up with a story buy credit on a teleplay someone else else writes. If you're not cut off at this point, you'd come back, be given notes, then go home to write the first draft, then be paid the next 60% of the... Uh, first draft of the script. Then you wait Mm. for a meeting, tidy up any issues, write and turn in your second draft. So that's interesting. So I think that's why we've seen teleplay on a few of these. So people have maybe submitted a pitch Mm -hmm. and they like the pitch. They write the outline. Then they're like, okay, well, we'll we'll just take this outline and write it ourselves. So then that person gets the story by and then teleplay is written by someone else. Right. Which we've seen before. Yeah. Or um, you write a full first draft. But another thing that she mentions in the book that's really interesting is the way a lot of the sitcom writing worked was you would go home and write your first draft. Then they would sit down and read it. And then everyone would pitch jokes. So she said sometimes by the end of the episode, most of what you wrote was not in the episode anymore because it had been worked on so much by the group. And maybe that's why she has the program consultant Mm. credits because that was her you know, point her, her turn to like punch up jokes and whatever. Gotcha. And I believe I've also heard that with um, Mindy Kaling wrote that really f- famous episode of The Office called The Injury. Mm-hmm. But I believe I've heard her say that like I wrote the first draft, but so many of the jokes you hear in there were like a collaborative effort. So that's a really interesting thing about sitcom writing where it's not so much like people are just writing the scripts and then Mm. they're being, you know, performed as is. But yeah, so, um, yeah, so her book is called Hollywood and Vine. It's really cute. It's funny. There's, like, a lot of crazy stuff in it. They're, like, her office is haunted. There's She moves in (laughs) with her cousin who has a llama. (laughs) And, like, it was really cute. So I I enjoyed it. I'm going to try to reach out to Mindy and see if she would like to come on um, the show. And then also the show that she talks about in the book is the 67th um, in ratings. 
So that's funny because when she worked on Who's the Boss, it was solidly in the top 10. So wow. like the show that she's talking about in the, in the uh, book is like a struggling sitcom and Who's the Boss was pretty much the opposite. Oh, okay. yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, At the time, yeah. Yeah. Who's the Boss was, it didn't drop out of the top 10 or top 20 until like its last two seasons. The last season really struggled, but it was. Oh, time. really? Yeah. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Um, okay. I so, thought it was number one the whole time. <laughs> At least it was in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Only Alyssa Milano was number one in your heart. That's true. Um, okay. That's so good point. when this episode opens, we have Angela and Jeffrey sitting at a postage meter. <laughs> postage meter. So are they sending out joint yeah. cards? That's the thing, too. Yeah, I wondered about that, too. That was interesting. Yeah, like, did she get a photographer or... Well, maybe you know what they probably didn't do that back then. It was just like a card, and then you wrote like from Angela, Jeffrey, and Jonathan, or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, the, uh, yeah, and they're just stamping them with the postage meter, right? So back I guess that in was the day, before that was a thing. Yeah. I mean, it still is, but it's just way more advanced. I think you can just print stamps out of your computer. I, yeah, and it charges I, there your, is something. Yeah, like stamps.com you can sign up with, I think. And right. then I've never tried it, but that does seem interesting. Um, but yeah, so she's like, don't you think a postage meter is a little impersonal? And there, are, Jeffrey's like singing little uh, Christmas tunes and mm -hmm. stuff as they're doing this. Now, I want you to notice Angela's outfit here. This is low-cut Angela. This is getting some on the regular Angela. Like, have you seen her wear anything this low cut in a no, while? No, that's true. No. Yeah, I think this is like new flirty Still Angela. Still shoulder pads, but... Well, yes. Yes. <laughs> but low cut. V-neck, <laughs> if you will. I was talking to my mom uh, yesterday, and she was saying that, yes, the idea of the shoulder pad was to try to make the waist look smaller by making your shoulders look enormous. Yeah, this is, that's what Angela needed was her waist <laughs> I look know, smaller. exactly, right? She already has like a 14-inch waist. Right. Um, so in the background, as they're like playing around and singing Christmas carols, and he's pretending to bite her on the nose, Mona... <laughs> <laughs> rips Jeffrey's stocking <laughs> off of the mantle and throws it into the fireplace. After she, and that's after she hung her oversized yes, Mona. She has a giant Mona. Oh, I love that. that, that is, is, I just thought that was so funny. She I just know. tears that thing right down, chucks it in the fire. <laughs> and like, no one says anything the whole episode. Like, no. where did Jeffrey's, <laughs> no. where did Jeffrey's Christmas stocking go and at oh. first i thought that she threw it outside a, in front of the fire but no it's full on like i think she misses the flame so that it probably wasn't distracting on the set yeah then you want to have this big fire. <laughs> crackling of, but yeah she chucks that right into the fire <laughs> so that funny. is fantastic yeah um so tony comes through the door he's holding a christmas tree of course he is i know like can one person really just carry a Christmas tree like that? I guess. I don't know if one person can do it, but Tony, Tony Maselli can, can do it. Yeah. We're not really familiar with real trees, but that looks pretty heavy. And he I mean, was I'm sure he can. Them. And it, uh, it's probably thin enough. Or, yeah. Like the I mean, he does it. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. It so actually yeah, happens. He sets that down and Mona's like, oh, what a beautiful tree. He's, and he... She says, it's going to look great all lit up. And he's like, yeah, just like the guy I bought it from. Yeah. So Tony is also very excited 
about this Christmas. He's preparing his Christmas dinner. He's going over like how many different kinds of pie and he's got a goose. You sh- he says, you should see the goose I got. And Mona says, did you sit on Chris- on Santa's lap too? <laughs> Classic Mona line. I know. So Mona, I could see Mona going to the mall and trying to sit on Santa's lap. I know, and getting goosed. <laughs> and then Tony's like, I was going to tell you about my special stuffing, but maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> I know, like kind of a funny adult type <laughs> <Yeah>. of joke. <laughs> um. So he's going on and on about his dinner. It's going to be six digits in calories. If you want to, uh, if you got a belt, open it a notch. This is another Thanksgiving where afterwards he just plans on opening his pants. Yeah, well, um, it is what it is. It's what you did <laughs> then in <he's>, Brooklyn. <laughs> then he says, if you if forget the belt, just wear suspenders. And he does that annoying laughing and clapping thing. Oh after he yes. Says that. Oh, he's very constant. proud of everything he's I saying know. here. Man. If Tiny Tim came to this dinner, he would leave being Tim the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Which, um, actually, uh, on a side note, back then, on the, the Chicago Bears football team, there was a teammate called the refrigerator, and he was a very large Oh, yes. Man. I do think I remember that. Okay. So, um, I think that maybe that, it was around this time. I mean, it yeah. was... Yeah. Uh, I, the, the- I think the big year that the Bears won the Super Bowl was 84. Five. Oh man, people are gonna kill me if I don't know the the date. <laughs> but like around that time, that was that super team that everybody, like ev- all of America, was behind that team for some reason. I felt like that that was a Super Bowl team. They lost one game that year, and wow. but they won the Super Bowl. Um, but they had the, the it was um, uh, the the refrigerator. William William the refrigerator Perry. Was oh, his name. nice. It just came to me. <laughs> Very good. Sorry. I know. He didn't even look that up on Google. I did. He really, it really he's sweating, but it, it came to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Jim McMahon was the quarterback. Anyway. Um, yeah. So that, but I that think that's what be. that's a reference yeah, to definitely. is the refrigerator. Um, and so Jeffrey says to Angela, you better tell him. So right. now Angela has to tell Tony that she's not going to be there for Christmas. So she goes over to Tony and she's trying to get his attention. And he's like, I know, I know it's a lot, but Christmas only comes once a year. And he says, and you should see the way she packs it in and (laughs) says that to Jeffrey. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So Apparently Angela eats a lot. Right. Which we know, we know Angela loves to eat. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. You're right. And like that joke, it's all right. It's not really so much a fat joke, just as her love of no, food. Just but I guess that it she could loves be. Food. Yeah. Um, Gotta let some of them go. <laughs> so Angela's like, no, Jeffrey, mother, uh, uh, Jonathan, mother, and I have been invited to Jeffrey's house for Christmas dinner. And Jeffrey's like, you know, my mom just really wants to meet Angela and her family. And Mona's like, well, I'm having dinner here. Yeah. <laughs> immediately, she shuts that immediately down. Immediately refuses that invitation. I know. I mean, like, she's already thrown his, his um, stocking in the, in the fire. So you already know how she feels about him. I mean, we've known before that, but. Yeah. And Mona is always on Tony's side. And she's not going to, I, I mean. Know, which is awesome. Right. Yeah, yeah. So she is not going to her daughter's new boyfriend's family's house for nope. Christmas. And in, instead going to stay with Tony. Where it probably be catered with wonderful food. Oh, yeah. Well, catered, or, or yes. Not. not so maybe sure not. wonderful, we'll but see. we'll find we'll out. See. Yeah. Mona's like, Tony has a shovel with my name on it. And then he pretends he's shoveling food into her mouth. So Angela's like, well, wait a minute. 
why don't we invite your whole family over here? Ah. And Tony's like, that's a great idea. You know, the more the merrier. I'll make six kinds of pie. I was only going to make three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, but Jeffrey's like, no, it'll never work because my mother has already hired all of the caterers and the menu is set. Right. So, you know, and oh, and she's hired the help. Right. And then Tony says, well, you wouldn't want to upset, upset the, the help. help. Yeah, and he, he walks, walks away. away. Oh, sad. Yes, because even though no one would refer to him as that, Tony is the help here. He really is, yes. Yeah. Um, so Mona, again, trying to diffuse the situation as Tony walks away. She's like, let's go upstairs and look for the Christmas lights. I have a sudden urge to string something <laughs> up. <laughs> um, but it's... I, it's really sweet how she is really like attaching herself to him as much as possible here mm-hmm. and trying to make him not feel as bad. And the thing I was thinking too is okay, so they're not technically a family, but we didn't see last Christmas, but they did spend the first Christmas together. So we would assume that they most likely spent the second Christmas together if he's assuming that they're spending the third Christmas right, together. Right, like now it's becoming some kind of right. tradition. So for know. the past two Christmases, they have spent it together as a family. And so, you know, I think he is kind of sad that it's just going to be him and Samantha. Well, luckily Mona will be around. Um, and then also part of it's probably like, well, I did this, you know? Right, right. <laughs> like, I set her up with this guy, and now... True, yeah, it is his fault. Yeah, I mean, so now this is what happens in a relationship when you start becoming serious about somebody. Um, so Angela runs over, and she's like, you know, I'm really sorry, and um, I hope you're okay. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, it'll be fine, and you, you know, go enjoy the dinner, it's like a regular Dickens story. All you need is Mr. Magoo. <laughs> so I wasn't familiar with the Mr. Magoo version of A Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. I but, was. I but remember that. Really? Yeah. We always watch the one with George C. Scott. No, I know. But I just remember the one with oh, Mr. Okay. Magoo. Was it older than us? Probably. Uh, yeah. Because Mr. Magoo is old. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it makes sense then that Tony would make that reference. So now we cut to Angela and Mona coming in the door and Angela's upset because they've just been out shopping and she still cannot find anything for Tony. And Mona's like, well, don't worry. I mean, you found something great for me. And Angela's like, really? (laughs) And she's like, yeah, "Yeah." it's on your charge card. Yeah. (laughs) And you shouldn't have been so extravagant. Yeah. (laughs) So um, Angela's like, you know, what am I going to do? And um, Mona's like, oh, well, just pay it in installments. It'll be fine. And she's like, no, <laughs> not about whatever gift you buy yourself. Like, what am I going to do about Tony? And Mona says, well, we saw a lot of things that he would like. There was a wallet. There was a belt. There was the woman behind the perfume the counter. The perfume calendar. <laughs> which, just, counter. which just reminds me of that scene from uh, Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah, with Clark. With Clark and the woman behind the jewelry yeah. counter. Um so she's Angela saying, I am really looking for a gift that lets him know how I feel about him. And Mona's like, interesting. Well, exactly how do you feel about him? So she starts stammering and she's like, you know, we have a, but it's not right. what you'd call. And yet, <laughs> like not making any sense. 
And Mona says, okay, we'll just tell that to the sales lady. Yeah. <laughs> so as Mona's getting ready to leave, she's like, okay, well, thanks again for the present. And Angela's like, you're welcome. You're so easy to shop for. <laughs> yeah, but funny. by the way, what did I get you? <laughs> and Mona's like, I can't tell you. I want it to be a surprise. And she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> so, and if you're watching the Antenna TV version, that whole part, that part was cut out. Yeah. yeah. Where did it end on the other, on your version? Um, it ended, hang on, let me, let me. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Well, no, no, it ended right before they have that conversation. About how? So, they have the conversation about Tony, and she couldn't find anything, and then she's like, they're all the perfume counter, then it cuts. Okay. So then they I mean, go I into, like, like, what Tony is to Angela. Right, and that's kind of an important part to cut out. I thought it was, too, yeah. Because that's it was sort kind of building, ridiculous. yeah. Okay, so in the kitchen... Um, Doyle. <laughs> yes, Doyle slash Paul. He's always going to be Doyle in my heart. Me too. Um, he and Jonathan are playing some game where you... Is this it's a like, real um, game? It's like a game, like honestly, it's a game like you'd play in like Brooklyn or something. But like, you know, I mean, they're doing it with cards. But I think like, yeah, you toss it and it hits the wall and whatever gets closer to the wall, you win. Wins. Okay. I just realized I mean, that these a, are our actual, kitchen cabinets. Oh, uh, is that what you're looking? I was yeah. wondering what you're, you were doing. Your Ours head was, are a little more Your head beveled. was like twisting around like the exorcist. <laughs> I was like, "Why? what are you doing? They look almost exactly like our kitchen cabinets, which means that our kitchen cabinets are From very outdated. <laughs> yes. Oh, crap. I mean, our, they're a little more beveled than these, but it's like yeah. the same color yeah, and similar. Our kitchen's not cut. that bad. Um, so, countertops, at least. <laughs> so they're playing that game to see who can get closer. And yeah, I mean, I really think that's a classic, like New York style game. Oh, okay. and they probably really did it with baseball cards. Yeah, see. that's true. And then whoever would a real get game, closer yeah. would win. So Doyle, Doyle <laughs> is so excited because he just won whatever card it was. I know, and he's beating little Jonathan. I know, he's taken, and he's taking Jonathan's cards like a child. I know, and he, Jonathan's like Dr. Ferguson. You take a kid's most. Oh, it's his Mickey Mantle. Oh, yeah, which probably these days would be worth a couple of thousand dollars. Yeah, and he's like, you would take a kid's most valuable card? And he's like, yep. And then he takes it, uh -huh. Jonathan takes it from him, and he takes it back. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so while this is going on, Tony and Samantha are at... <laughs> stringing up popcorn. The, ki the kitchen table, yeah, stringing up popcorn. And <laughs> Angela comes in, and she's saying, you know, oh, hi, she's, oh, I, so this must be the same time frame then. So Mona leaves and Angela comes into the kitchen. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was the next day or not. So they ask her how the stores were and she's like, they were very busy. I didn't even have time for dinner. And then in classic Angela style, she reaches her hand into the first available food she sees, picks it up and puts it to her mouth and realizes that the popcorn's all strung up. I know. As Garland. <laughs> And look at the handful she takes. So she has to take this handful to make the joke work. Right. But like she's committing. Like, would she really walk up to a bowl of popcorn that aggressive? Ah! Like, <laughs> the I whole guess. Hand like goes she's in. insane. <laughs> yeah. But she had to grab as much as possible to make that even more funny. So, yeah. So she's like, oh, sorry. And he's like, oh, no, go ahead, finish it. It comes with its own dental floss. <laughs> um, so now Jonathan wants to go again with Dr. Ferguson, double or nothing. And 
Dr. Ferguson or Doyle says, you know, there's only one baseball card that I really want. And it's an original Tony Maselli. And he asked Tony, did you have a card? And Tony's like, oh, I did. Um, he said, I even had a great pose. Um, and so he's, you know, like, that would be a great present for somebody. And Tony's like, well, you know, it's a bummer because I don't have it anymore. But like, like a timeout for a minute. Like, yeah. why couldn't he just tell Doyle, yeah, I have one and I'm not going to give it to you. I don't know. I guess because, because of his history. he is Tony Maselli. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so if he has his own card. Yes. But remember with the baseball, he yeah. he mm. figures that Dr. Ferguson's going to, if he doesn't want it, he's going to offer him money or something for it. Dr. Ferguson's a real, he's, or Tony's a well, real pushover, I should say. And they're showing you how vicious he is that he would take Jonathan's Mickey Mantle. Yeah, that's true. He, Mickey Mantle. I so, mean, honestly, even in the 80s, a Mickey Mantle card would be worth a lot of money. So Tony has no choice but to lie here because otherwise Ferguson's going to break into the house in the middle of the night. Who? Sneak. Doyle. Doyle. <laughs> Sneak into Tony's room and steal the card if he knows <laughs> he has it. it. <laughs> right. Um, so Angela's like, how can... He says he doesn't have one. And Angela's like, how can you not have your own card? Didn't they give you at least one of your own baseball <laughs> Then he goes card? into his own, this whole story. Yeah. So he goes into a whole story about how he used to have one, but a terrible thing happened. There, somebody, um, a big baseball fan who had cancer was about to die, and his one wish in the hospital was that he could have a Tony Maselli baseball card. And as he's telling this story, we get reactions of Samantha, which are, huh? Mm -hmm, what? Right, because she's just not buying it. <laughs> right, and she knows he's lying. Um, so he says, what could I do? And I gave it to him. And he says, you know, and his wife called and said, you can have it back after he dies. <laughs> but with my luck, the guy got better and moved. He hit the lottery <laughs> and moved died. to France. But with, wait a minute, with his luck, the guy got better and moved to France. Right. <laughs> I mean, he was waiting for the guy to die to right. get the baseball card back. That's kind of messed up. <laughs> so Angela buys this story immediately. And she's like, oh, you know. Of course. And then, <laughs> you did the right thing. You know, you were, it was a very nice thing to do. And he's eating it up and he's kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 you're right. And Samantha's still saying like, what? And so he needs to get Samantha out of the kitchen now before she says anything else. So he's like, come on, let's go string the rest, what's left of the popcorn up right on now. the tree. And then, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you can go. Sorry. No, I, I, there's still more to the. Oh, right. So then, um. Oh my goodness! Do you yeah, think they could hear loud. that? They yeah, might have been probably. able to hear that. Our neighbors. Our neighbors are having a party. So, after Tony leaves the kitchen, Doyle's like, "Wow, you know, I can't believe he doesn't have his own baseball card." And Angela's like, "That's it. That's the perfect gift." And Doyle's like, "Oh, thank you, Angela." And she's like, "No, not for no, you. Not for you, Doyle. <laughs> for Tony." <laughs> so Angela's Doyle going needs to go home. I know. <laughs> Enough. So He's already stolen a couple of baseball cards from a child. <laughs> I know. Um, and like, yeah, we'll never see Marcy again on this show. And this is actually the last time we'll see Doyle. Is that right? Yes. They just, uh, they're down with them. Yeah, That's they it. disappear. All right. Yeah, this must sense. be their fa final falling Doyle's out. Doyle's swan song. <laughs> so out in the living room... Tony is doing the absolute worst job stringing up that. I mean, he's just throwing it. 
the popcorn <laughs> onto the tree. And throughout the rest of the scene, when you get when you see the tree again, there's just a little bit of popcorn garland at the top of the tree, kind of haphazardly thrown on there. All right. Well. And that is that is what he did. So Samantha's like, what are you talking about? I know that you have your own baseball card. And um, so he's like, I know, but if he would have known that, then he was going to want it. So mm-hmm. I couldn't let him know that. Um, but again, like he could have just said, you know, like, I'm, I'm not, it's not for sale or right, whatever. Right. But, I and mean, that's the point. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. he's But they have to amp it up here because we've got to have. Oh, I understand. It's a TV program. Gift of the Magi style. The gift of the Magi. <laughs> <laughs> Ending here. So he says that he, you know, he God, wants to hold exactly on. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> he wants to hold on to this because it's really the last memories that he has of his baseball days. Mm. Um, and he asks Samantha, like, do you remember any of that time. So again, here we have this kind of fuzzy timeline as to how old Samantha was when he played baseball and if Marie was still alive or not. Oh, right. But Samantha says that she does remember the hot, I had the best hot dogs and popcorn. (laughs) And he's like, well, do you remember seeing me out on the field and hitting balls? And she's like, no, because you were all kind of dressed alike. So, Again, if you want to believe that Tony didn't cheat on his wife, then you have to think that Marie died and he still continued to play baseball for a while. Yeah, I guess so. And so Sam could have seen him playing up until she was like six or seven. I don't know. Otherwise, she would have been much younger. But again, they never oh, really explain. Right. They no. never explain the timeline. Um So Tony's like, you know, well, I do remember it. And it was a very special time in my life. And he says, sometimes I even dream about it. Yeah. The crack of the bat, the sun on my neck. (laughs) The crowd cheering. (laughs) The crowd cheering. And then he wakes up and it's gone. And these are the few memories that he has. So she understands now why he lied about it. And she's like, okay, but next time, you know, stop with the guy living and then take keeping your ball just kill him off and and he says oh and that's perfect and i'll say that the card was buried with him <laughs> right so i think all most of that scene you just read was not in the antenna tv version yes yeah, so the antenna tv version cuts out the part where he asks samantha oh yeah and i think are his memories in there or just no, the part about samantha? I don't think, okay yeah. no so they cut half the scene yeah out. i mean she goes right into Oh, yeah, to not, to, to not, um, not to, right. lose, lie. Lose he France the guy, and kill the guy. guy. Right, right, right. Um, okay, so then she asks him, are you going to come back in the kitchen and help me finish with the popcorn? And he's like, no, I need to work on Angela's gift. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, let me see it. How is it coming? And he oh, says, dear. it's great. <laughs> it's a little primitive, but this handmade look is in. And then he holds up an atrocious blob of yarn. I mean, like, what is happening there? And I then why is it hidden under the couch? <laughs> Like, I know, what like, if, like, Angela's just hanging out watching TV? What is this under right, the couch? And a needle pokes oh, it's her a in blob the of thread <laughs> sewn together that looks terrible. Yes, it really looks awful. Like, but, like, that's Tony, like, almost like a, you know, like a stay at home parent or, or mom or whatever, <laughs> sewing and then hiding it under. Right. I don't know. It's, it's a strange. grandma. A grandma. Yeah, grandma's um, more. Not like, to insult any grandmas who might be listening. I'm not. Yeah, um, I was trying to not insult people when I was. But yeah, I mean, 
first of all, it looks like a child tried to make this. And I think it's hilarious that if whoever had to actually knit this. Right. Oh. Because <laughs> Cause it was probably somebody who's good at it, but right. had, to, had to do a shitty job. Right. <laughs> like, I could have done this because I'm terrible at knitting, and I, I've never gotten past. Know, you get a good start, and then, you, and then it and goes then wrong. what happens. I get five or six rows in, and, and things, then you lose it. Yeah, go off the rails. I And then I get mad, and then I give up, and mm. that's the end of it. Um, like everything. But yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I mean, this is, it's just a blob. Like, he cannot give this to her for <laughs> <So> Christmas. It's awful. <laughs> and then Samantha knows right away. So yeah. Funny. So funny. The look on her face. She asks him, are you sure you read the instructions right? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, when it's finished, it's going to look like this. And he opens up a little book that says, learn to knit. Right. And he shows her what it's supposed to look like. And she says, that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Meaning now, the picture. Is amazing. What's cute about this too is I don't know if you remember there was an episode. Oh, it was Thanksgiving at Mrs. Rosini's. Okay, where Aunt, uh, Tony was kind of interested in that woman, and she knit oh, him right. a pair of socks that oh, night yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And right. then at the end of the episode, Angela's trying to learn how to knit because I don't know she just feels like she needs to be able to knit a man a piece of clothing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. Because it's the <laughs> and 80s. And so now Tony's trying to learn how to knit to give Angela a present. So I thought that was oh, kind of cute. Yeah, okay. So I'm digging deep. <laughs> well, it's just sort of a parallel, but right, 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 you're right. right. It's just a silly one. It's probably just a lack of continuity on their part. Now, um, so Samantha leaves, and Tony, once again, this time, he doesn't even hide it under the. Under the cushion. No, he just shoves it behind the, a throw the, pillow. Loose, the loose throw pillow. <laughs> Where her jacket is also laying. So right. most likely she's she's going to come back there. And then meanwhile, Angela, hang up your jacket. Tony's not your mom. And so, still the fact that he thinks a <laughs> homemade knitted scarf is going to be a good gift. Right. I mean, if he I had, mean, a Tony Maselli right. knitted scarf. If he had Any actually kind of other scarf. done it well, I'm sure she yeah, would have loved it. Because like true. some kind of big chunky scarf is way up Angela's alley. Okay, so the doorbell rings, and right. Tony answers it, and it's Jeffrey with a G holding a ton of packages in front of his face. And so Tony's like, "Oh, I thought Santa only came down the chimney." I know it's funny because he says that, and then but Jeffrey, being the dork that he is, is like, "No, it's Jeffrey Wells." Right. So not only does he say it's Jeffrey, but he says his last name too, <laughs> which is so ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like it's I Jeffrey Wells. Oh, I thought it was Jeffrey Johnson. <laughs> Like, what a dork. <laughs> and I love that no matter how many times Jeffrey says Jeffrey with a G, Tony still calls him Jeff. I know. Which is does. actually a really obnoxious thing to do to someone. I but know. in this case, I think it's kind of funny. Well, he's trying to like, um, de, not trying demasculate. To, like, like, like knock like, him down a peg. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Like show right, a little like bit of dominance yes, over him. That's it. Um, Next thing you know, they're going to be peeing on the rug. <laughs> <laughs> Dominating the area. <laughs> Peeing around Angela's bedroom. Yeah, um, peeing around the scarf on <laughs> the couch. But so Jeffrey drops every present he was. I know holding. it's fun. The bumbling idiot. <laughs> I know. It's Jeffrey Wells, and he drops everything. Um, and so hopefully there was nothing important in any. Of those well, packages. we're going to find out what was in those packages the next sort of. morning. Yeah, yeah. and one true. of them I would have been worried was smashed. So <laughs> he, Tony says, you know, wow, you really did a. A number on the retail sector, great way to trickle down, which right. 
trickle-down economics. Yes, that was a Ronald big Reagan. thing in the Reagan era. Yeah. Era, 80s, yeah. Era, not error. You said um, error, yeah, error. <laughs> era. Era. Um, but it was kind of just the idea that if the wealthy put into businesses and right, retail. Right, it would trickle down, and it actually didn't. No, it doesn't at it all. It didn't do it's just, well. It's just, instead, we have trickle now. Down economics were not. Right. Weren't we have like a small not. section of the country who have all of the money. Yes. And then. <laughs> that's, what the, that's what trickle down economics <laughs> And do. everyone else does the work. It's pretty moving, much how it's worked moving out. Moving on. <laughs> um, so Jeffrey and Tony put the um, presents all underneath the tree. And then Tony's like, oh, well, what did you get for Angela? Is one of these for her? And he says, no, I've got Angela's gift right here. And he taps his chest. And Tony's like, oh, that's really sweet. Your love and affection. Mm. <laughs> and he says, no, it's diamond earrings. So he pulls out a box and shows Tony a pair of diamond earrings. And Tony, he's like, what do you think? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're really nice. And Jeffrey says, you don't think they're too big? And he's like, no, no, they're perfect. She can use them for signaling passing ships. <laughs> so we are to that believe means they're big. that these are very large diamond earrings. Um, I don't even really know. Like, how much do you think? I mean, this is the 80s, so I have no idea. But I don't even know how much a set of diamond earrings would cost. No, I mean, $10, depending on where they're from. Yeah. You think that much? Well, depending on what, if each of them is a... If they're each like a carrot, I would imagine, no? I guess so, yeah. Maybe yeah, more. Carrot, I don't, yeah. who knows? I don't, I hardly wear jewelry. <laughs> I don't know. I've always been the type. What was your wedding ring? Buy I me don't an electronic. What's a carrot? I don't know how much a carrot costs. Um, yes, I think my wedding ring is about a carrot, but I don't even remember what that costs. Because I bought it. And now my finger's too chubby to I fit it, it on. So maybe in a couple more months, I'll be able to slip it <laughs> on again. you can wear it again someday. Yes, I will be. Your engagement ring, not your wedding. Right, right, my engagement ring. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I always liked electronics more than jewelry. Uh, well, I <laughs> had you... to buy you a ring. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I love my engagement ring. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm like... I'm just joking. <laughs> um, people always say that diamonds are a girl's best friend, but I think a smartphone's really a girl's best friend. So Sure. <laughs> so Tony's like, okay, so, you know, just keep it top secret. And Tony's like, yeah, no worries. I'm not going to tell anyone. So Tony goes over to the couch and he pulls out his little blob of love yarn. Love yarn. And he throws it into a trash can that we've never seen before that suddenly is right behind the blue chair. Yeah. So yeah, just a bit appeared. Right. And that is the end of Tony's gift. Mm. Poor guy. So now we're going to go to Angela and Mona at a baseball card shop. And Angela's completely out of her element. And whether or not Mona is out of her element, she's never going to let anyone know. No. So Mona's so smooth. So I'm going to need you to help me here with these baseball players. Oh, yeah. That's easy. Okay. So he opens up some kind of book that I'm guessing is cards or pictures to show mona it's probably cards there were like books that had little plastic sheets in them and they had slots for baseball oh, cards. okay so um, he says we maybe have this guy had them af alphabetically we've got jim palmer yeah in his jockey shorts so well maybe jim, those are pictures what's that in his job, would he would he be wearing jockey shorts in his baseball card? So oh, maybe these are photographs or something. I don't know. That's actually I, that I don't know. 
And then he says in Be- Bucky. Um, I know that Jim Palmer was a uh, was a. Um, <laughs> What are you laughing at? <laughs> well, I'll tell you in a second. Who was Jim Palmer? He was a pitcher for the Dodgers. Oh, okay. Uh, Bucky Dent, right? That's his name? Oh, I'm sorry. The other guy? Uh, Jim Palmer was a pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, okay. Um, Bucky Dent was a Red Sox. Is that correct? Well, Red Sox and Yankees. Okay. So in the closed captioning says Monkey Dent. Monkey Dent? <laughs> but the only reason I even know who Bucky Dent is because David Duchovny wrote a book about him. Oh, Not that's about right. him necessarily, but it was like a book about. Yeah, but it was the book called. It was um. Buck fucking dent. Buck fucking dent. Yeah. that's right. Oh can shoot! I'm not out? supposed to say that on here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can. Oh crap! And then I said it, so <laughs> you can. You I gotta can. find the bleep sound later. Okay. Um. So Angela's like, we're looking for a baseball card, and Mona's like, okay, but I'll browse. So she takes mm. the the pic the photo. Uh, book off to the side and he says if you drool on it you buy it okay mm. so <laughs> she says you know i i need a tony maselli please <laughs> and he says i've never heard of him she says i'll give you 50 dollars for it and he's like oh that tony maselli and she says yeah he played second base and he's like oh yeah st louis and she says it was the bird team <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I have to actually correct myself. Bucky okay. Dent never played for the Red Sox. Oh, so he was only a Yankee. I got confused. I thought he did play for both, but he, he didn't. He played for the White Sox, which confused me. But um, no, I mean he was and a Yankee. And then he was he, a Yankee. Okay. Before he was a Yankee, he was a he was a White Sox, and actually he was a manager for the Yankees for okay. a year, gotcha. just one season. I read that I David Duchovny book. I people would be screaming at right. you. <laughs> I read that um, David Duchovny book, and I can't tell you anything about it at this mm. point. My, I totally what is forgot. David Duchovny? Is he a Red Sox fan or a... Yankees fan. He is? Yeah, because oh, he's I from New York. Know. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's um, good. So anyway, so and she says, the bird team. And he's like, you mean the Cardinals? And she's like, oh, yes. Okay, great. You do know him. Team. So she's like, this is so important to me. And Mona's like, you can't say that. So she's like, yeah, I mean, that's not that important to us. She's like, if prices are going to go up, the more you want it. So Angela does a very bad job negotiating with this man. And they settle on that she's going to pay $225. Mm. No, I'm sorry, $325 for this card. So I guess I didn't really realize how this works, but then I guess he goes and finds the card before. Like, it's not like he has them. He just is like telling her that if he finds it, she'll pay that much. Right. He's charging a lot. Yeah. Uh, Mona buys a poster. I don't know if this is going to go up in Mona's little loft or if this is for Jonathan or maybe Samantha. But he's like, that's a very rare poster. It's $45. She's like, I'll give you six. And he says, okay. Well, Um, I wonder what poster that was. I know. They don't show it. But um, really quick. So Jim Palmer did not have a baseball card, (laughs) but he did do a jockey ad. Sorry, I had to research. I just Googled Jim Palmer jockey, and I was wondering what he meant by that, it or is like, jockeys. Okay, that it's makes him sense. in his jockeys, and he's holding some weight. <laughs> I can but, see I mean, it's, it's a ridiculous it, picture. Yeah, I know, it is right. it kind of look looks up, like but. David Hasselhoff when he was eating that hamburger on the right, floor. <laughs> right, and but he was drunk and whatever. But um, yes, Jim Palmer had a jockey ad. I had to. I had to. I'm like, there's no way he did a baseball card with his in his jockeys. 
But he did do a okay, jockey yes. ad, and that's that probably the one. It may, and it was probably huge. Like, probably everybody knew what it was right. then. And it would make sense that Mona would want it. Of course. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Nice work. I don't know. You're, the fingers are flying on the keyboard. I know. Tonight. I had to look it up. I'm like, what is the, what the, what is the, I didn't catch it when we watched the episode. Dennis <laughs> jockeys. It wouldn't be a baseball card. So now we go to Samantha in the kitchen and she's wrapping presents and she's singing, you better watch out because yeah. Santa Claus, and it's the Bruce Springsteen version. Yeah, she's like, Santa Claus yeah. is coming in town. Rocking out. Now, I kind of feel like this was sort of, so you know, like whenever they find out someone can sing, mm -hmm. they want to like kind of showcase it a bit. And I kind of mm -hmm. feel like this is what this was. And I did a little research and so... When, oh, yeah, this is interesting. Yeah, when she was 12, she had uh, she co-starred in Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Then she oh, made another movie called The Canterville Ghost. Mm -hmm. And it didn't do very well in America. But a few years later, the film was released in Japan. And that prompted a producer to offer Milano a five-album record deal. So she made what is described as bubblegum pop in Japan, five albums. And I guess she was really big. So I think it's like, it's kind of I'm probably huge in Japan. Right? <laughs> yeah. like um, how many people can say that? And it, but she actually could. <laughs> apparently later she criticized the musical quality. We gotta, I gotta get a hold of this. I gotta hear. All right. Of well, this. well, we'll work, we'll on, work that. on that. Um, so I kind of feel like maybe they were just sort of showcasing a little bit of her singing cause it was, she was never popular in America, but that makes sense that the popularity from that movie brought her over to Japan. And then at some point, I'm sure once who's the boss went into syndication, they got that in Japan as well. Um, so Tony comes in, he's in a terrible mood. He tells Samantha to stop singing that obnoxious Christmas music. <laughs> And Sam's like, well, you better watch out because Santa Claus is coming. And he's not going to like that attitude. Um, but Tony's all miserable because he can't figure out what to get Angela now. And she's like, well, what about, what about that scarf? And he's like, oh, come on. It's not good enough. And he's like, you know, Angela's used to the best right. and my wallet isn't. And she's like, well, you know, it's just like that ashtray I made you in the first grade. And she's trying to say, you know, it's the it's the thought that counts. And he's like, it wasn't that bad, was it? <laughs> <laughs> and then Angela, I mean, Samantha's all hurt. And he's like, oh, no, it was beautiful. I, it was beautiful. I don't smoke, but it was beautiful. <laughs> and that really was a thing. Like kids would make ashtrays. Yeah, for all the time. I made one. I don't remember. I made an ashtray, yeah. If I ever did, like, but maybe. Like, what the, what am I doing making an ashtray? I guess it was just assumed that someone in your Some, family had and, to smoke. And at the time, both my parents did. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I, I know they used that, that ashtray. <laughs> you do know that I they did? did? Oh, yeah. that's really It was cute. orange. I don't think that my parents smoked at that age. It looked like I, a lump, but... <laughs> But it was an ashtray. Your mom may still have it. I'm sure, somewhere. Um, so the phone rings, and Tony goes to answer the phone. And he says, some guy on the phone is offering me $25 for my baseball card. And Samantha's like, tell him it's not for sale. And he says, it's not for sale, and that card's worth way more 
than $25. Can you believe that guy? Um, Then he's like, it's worth $150. And then the guy offers him $100. And he's like, no, you know, there's, there's not enough money for me to sell that card. So he hangs up. And... He tells Samantha, you know, can you believe that? That guy wanted to buy my card for $100. Um, And so he's like, you know, I told him it wasn't for sale, but that $100 really would come in handy right now. Get some Angela something special. (laughs) Yeah, something really special. Something really special for $100. But he's like, ah, well, I hung up on him. I don't even know who he is. And then the phone rings again. I know. You knew it was coming. He tries to play hardball a little bit more, and he's like, you know, oh, yeah, not everybody has their price. And then he says, 225 that's mine. Yeah. So the guy's going to buy it from Tony for 225 and still make $100 on it because Angela's going to pay 325 Right. Which is probably his, his, his normal hustle. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good deal <laughs> that he got out of that. Yeah. Because Angela's kind of a sucker. Okay, right. so then... Tony's like, okay, well, this is great because now I have the perfect thing that I'm going to get Angela. And once again, he goes over to that little drawer in the kitchen in his office and he pulls out a Tiffany catalog and he shows Samantha what he wants to buy Angela. And it's $250. Mm -hmm. And Samantha's like, you know, it's just the thought that counts. And he's like, yeah, but um, it's the thought. He's like, I had the thought and now I'm going to go buy it. So now he's all excited and he's singing the Santa Claus is yeah. coming to town song. He's the housekeeper too, you know. Like keep that in mind. Does he have to go buy a gift? You what? know. He's <laughs> he's the <laughs> <laughs> what? He's the housekeeper. Yeah. So why does he have to buy a gift for Angela? Well, because he wants to buy an, a gift no, for I her know. as a friend. I know. I know the whole premise of yeah. the episode. Like, <laughs> when he knows let's she's... Let's keep in perspective. They've, but they've probably exchanged gifts like now should, three years in a row. He should not give anything and she should give him a big tip. I'm sure he gets a bonus and then she also buys him a gift. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. but um, All right. Then never mind. <laughs> but also Samantha should be like, what'd you get me for Christmas? Although I'm sure... He, Samantha was top of his list. So, <laughs> yeah. well, I hope so. <laughs> now we cut to Christmas, Christmas morning in the living room. Yes. And no one has asked where Jeffrey's stocking is. No, that thing is <laughs> far burned. <laughs> the fire's still um, going, though. I mean, not that it's still going, but. Right, right. New fire. Hopefully. Well, actually, it probably is the same fire because it was all yeah, shot by night. But, um, oh, yeah, that's a good point. It probably is a gas fire, which yeah, also I'd... helps with them not having any sort of exhaust or ventilation. Oh, that's true. They would have had to have some sort of ventilation, well, though, no? Um, or for gas, do you not have to worry about it? N- no, I mean, it just kind of burns. The gas burns as it hits the flame, and then it's gone, just like it does in our stove or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's know? true. Okay. So that I'm makes not, more I'm sense. I'm not an expert then. on that, but um, I'm no expert on anything, really. So everybody's kind of opening <laughs> gifts. <laughs> I just ignored you and kept I know. going on. That's okay. I'm used to it. Oh my gosh. I didn't notice. Okay. So Mona opens up a box of lingerie. I know. How did you not notice that? No, no. I noticed that part. Oh. Um, and she says, he remembered passion pink is my favorite color. And then 
Tony says they all remembered Mona. And I didn't notice is that there's a bunch of boxes with other lingerie in the same color behind her. Did you notice that? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, look behind her on the couch. I'm all like, how did you not notice <laughs> There's two, uh, like, hanging oh, out of a box. Oh, there, and then she throws it back there. And there's another how one behind her. I know, and then she throws that one back there. So she got a bunch of the same nighty from someone. Who? Mm. Not Santa, hopefully. Well, not the same person, because Tony says they all noticed. They all... No, no, right. I think from a bunch of different guys. Oh, I thought you said from the same person. Oh, did I? I, If I, you know, I I probably did. You probably didn't. No, you probably (laughs) Um, didn't. It's probably me. So then. That makes no sense. Why would the same person send 14 (laughs) boxes of lingerie? Um, So then they're opening up other stuff and Tony's like, oh yeah. So Jonathan says, who gets the next present? And then Tony says, James, come on in here. And. In rolls the Omnibot 2000. Yes, the Omnibot 2000. We did a lot of research on this thing. <laughs> we did. Because I knew it was a real 80s thing because I remember that. So this is the gift that Jeffrey bought Tony. And we looked this thing up. It was $600 at the time. Yeah. And MSRP. it could do a few little like small tasks. So well, it, it could pour wine if you put the wine bottle and the glass in its hand. That could it still come program. in very handy now. But you've got to walk over to the freaking robot, <laughs> put the bottle of wine in its hand, the glass in its hand, and then tell it, Omnibot, right. pour my wine. I don't know what you... <laughs> I think it's just like a thing for parties, because the then thing everyone's going like, to get... We were doing our research, and they are like, expect robots to be a thing, like here in the next couple... Like, from this point, like, this was the groundbreaking... Because it was like Star Wars had happened and everything, and but it was like robots. That's the that's the thing. Every right. home's gonna have a robot that does stuff for them. Yeah, and we it don't. Just never. No. Here we are, yeah. 20, <laughs> 2021, and we don't have a real robot. We that have. Does, we have Alexa. We have Alexa that sometimes things. say things right or do right. Th- does things. Yeah. No, that's a good point. It's like know. it's just you know. That we had so many dreams in the eighties. Like you'd go. We did flying cars. Like where the hell are the flying cars? (laughs) You'd go to in the eighties. I thought by now, I would do nothing but have a flying car. (laughs) You'd be flying everywhere. Yes. I know. We don't even have hoverboards. No. That was all BS. I know. Like I know, but the hoverboard was never promised. Flying cars were. But do you remember going to Epcot in the eighties? Yes. And it was like we're going to live in space. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we went all the oh, time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it and at some point, technology kind of caught up to it because you would go straight from video phones, which never really. Right. When I remember back in the day, they were like, "There's gonna be phone video phones." I'm like, "What, man? That'd be crazy right. having video phones." And like, we do have versions of video phones, but it's yes. not at all what that is. No, it's a completely different version. And then it went straight to living in space. Like there was nothing. In between. And then I remember the last time we went to yeah. Epcot, they like kind of put in this little part about the internet. Are you and talking like, about inside the, the, the golf ball? Yeah. The big silver ball. Yeah. But yeah, even yeah, any okay. of the yeah, rides, yeah. all of it is like... Well, there was the um, one at Disney, the... Oh my God, the Carousel of Progress. That went from like the guy in the 50s drying his, his laundry on the... <laughs> But it went from like a really old time to like, you remember remember the 
Carousel of Progress? I kind of. Now is I the don't. time. I mean, I mean, it's not the music now, but it's like, then it was now is the time. Now is the best time. Now, now is the best time of your that. life. And then it went, the thing like turned and it went from like the 1920s and the guy sweating, sitting in the kitchen, <laughs> talking about how great things have progressed. And then it, then they did the song and then it went into the next, the 50s or whatever. But when it jumped into the future, it was like virtual reality and stuff. But like it was, which that is a thing now, but it was all this like futuristic stuff that kind of didn't happen, but right. like they held on to it forever and they would show that future area and <laughs> n- half the stuff wasn't. Right. In 2014, we will have, and it right. was 2018. Right. Something like that. Right. <laughs> I can't believe you don't remember that. I don't. I don't. That's at Disney World. At Disney World and Dis, uh, Disneyland had it too. For oh, a while. really? Yeah. Did, yeah, they must not anymore because we never took the kids to that. But no, I. Yeah, but I. I just mostly remember Epcot having like ridiculous futuristic. Yeah, futuristic no, Disney stuff had one too. And it was called the Carousel of Progress, Oops. and the Carousel of Progress actually came from the World's Fair in New York, and they moved it to Disney World in Florida. Look it up kids but what we're saying here is we really need to get on this robot yeah, because sorry. it's a shame that we don't actually have robots that can like do the no. dishes and stuff but by no. this point and this thing wasn't going to do anything like that no pouring a glass and he is carrying that little tray around but like yeah you could probably put a thing in his hand and, <laughs> and then send, send him it. with a remote <laughs> oh like but we could put something in the, on his tray and then like send it to the girls rooms uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna look up. I'm looking on eBay for an Omnibot 2000. I thought we did. I think didn't we did too. We like didn't find it. Two fifty or something. Oh, I thought we did. I don't oh, know. anyway, it was a different type. It was similar, but not the same. Oh, I see. Okay, so Tony's very excited about his little pal, and mm. he says that they can uh, watch the game and split a pack of STP. A six pack. Six pack of STP. You just said a pack. Sorry. <laughs> six pack of STP. <laughs> Which is motor oil. And I looked right. it up. Like I recognize the the um, logo for sure. Yeah. But I'm not too familiar with it since I've never done anything with a car besides put gas in it. Um, okay. So now Jonathan opens up a gift from Jeffrey, which is an ant farm. Oh, so these are the two gifts I was most worried about breaking: the Omnibot 2000, oh, right. and, and then, then the, the ant, ant farm, where ants are going to be all underneath the Christmas tree the next yeah. morning. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey dropped all the gifts. So Jonathan's very excited about his ant farm, and as Angela's cleaning some stuff up, Jeffrey says, Santa got a little something for you. And Mm -hmm. he hands her the earrings, she opens them up, and she says, they're gorgeous. And Samantha says, wow, they look like real diamonds. (laughs) (laughs) And Tony says, that's because they are. And then Mona looks up at them, looks at them, and says, "Wow, dear, you must have been very good." Yeah, classic Mona. I know. And Samantha even kind of looks at Mona and gives her a look. She's like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> Samantha's learning too much from Mona, and Tony gives Mona a look like, "Shut it." Um, so, and then he's like, "And he also got you something else," and he hands her a piece of paper. And it's an, what does she say? And it's an, it's ins- an insurance. insurance policy. Yeah, an insurance policy or some, a writer for, his, for her insurance policy. So I guess he sells insurance I or guess does something so. with insurance. He must, we don't know yes. a lot about Jeffrey <laughs> with a G. Now, before uh, Angela goes to kiss Jeffrey as a thank you, and before she can, Samantha moves right in and says, hang on, there's another there's one another for gift. you, Angela. Um, 
And Angela's like, oh, Tiffany's. You recognize the box. And she's like, Jeffrey, you spoil you me. You spoil me, yeah. And Tony's like, well, actually, it's, it's not from Jeffrey. It's from me. So Angela opens up the, the um, box and it's a, she's like, oh, what a beautiful vase. And he's like, oh, it's actually no, it's a, a vase. Because <laughs> now uh, Tony's classy. Yes. And you can tell Angela's. But I think, I think that's like letting you know that when he bought it at Tiffany's, he was like, hey, what's going on with that vase there? Right, right. And they're like, that's a vase. Exactly. So I think that's him correcting her like right. he was corrected probably that's just my yeah, image no, of that, tony buying that. that actually is probably very astute like i because then he totally, learned something he probably, oh it's a boss right. i better tell her and he brought it home and and told her yeah. right, right. <laughs> um and then mona being completely tactic tactless right is like wow that must have cost boku bucks and like i think she's trying to pump up Tony, but it's kind of comes off awkwardly. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, and so I think he's just like a little embarrassed, but he's like playing along with it. And so Angela's very touched and she's like, it's so beautiful, but you just, you shouldn't have spent so much money on me. And he's like, yeah, but you know, I wanted to and Merry Christmas. Right. Um, and so I also try to look up to see if that's a real Tiffany yeah, vibes. we did. I did. Well, you did. Yes, and I couldn't find whatever that style is. There was only one from like 1986, but it was mm. actually a Frank Lloyd Wright mm. um, design. It was very pretty, but it was not that one. Um, but this could be playing that one on TV. Um, so then Jonathan's like, oh, wait, here, Tony, here's one for you. And it's from Angela. So it's a little tiny box, and he says, let me guess, it's a tennis racket. Hey, <laughs> Such a dork. Classic Tony. So he opens up the box, and inside is a baseball card. And he's like, oh, wow. And she's like, look, it's a piece of history. He says, this is the greatest present anyone could have ever given me. And he's like, look, it's it's just like mine, even with the bent corner. <laughs> right, and, and then, then right he realizes that it is his. So well, you get a, cl a close-up of this card here. Mm -hmm. And... I have never actually seen a picture. Like, there are some baseball cards that people have tried to make, of, like a Tony Maselli card, right. yeah, like floating around the internet. Yeah, I actually looked them up. But none of them actually looked like this card, whatever this pose is that they did. But I wonder whatever happened to that card and how many they would have actually made for the show. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Um, so he's like, it's bent on the corner, just like mine. And then he realizes, wait a minute, this is my card. And she's like, no, it's not, because you didn't have a card. And he explains, I, I mean, it was my card before I sold it. And she's like, well, you told Dr. Ferguson you didn't have one. He said, well, I didn't want him to have it. And she asks, well, then why did you sell it? And he looks at the vase. Right, the vase. <laughs> and she realizes that he sold his baseball card so that he could buy her. Oh, what a special moment. Yes. And look, Angela's still wearing low-cut shirts here. Oh, yeah. Dresses. Um, and so she starts to tear up and she realizes like how much this means to her because he gave up something that was his so that he could buy her that present. True. Now, if you look in the background, Jeffrey is just standing he's there. He's standing there off in the, he's like out of focus <laughs> in the background. And like, at this point, he should just leave. I mean, 
they're not making out, but they might as well be. Like she, they're she having liked, a moment, special right. moment. She liked the earrings, but she is far more touched by the gift that Tony gave her than the gift that Jeffrey gave her. Yeah, take a hint, Jeffrey. <laughs> and also, I think, you know, in Angela's mind, Jeffrey's wealthy, so those diamond earrings really didn't put him out much. But what Tony had to sacrifice to get this present for Angela is what means the most to her. So she's, Jeffrey's like, okay, well, you know, we should get going. And she's like, hang on. First, I want to find the perfect place for this. Of course. So they go over to like a little side table, which has to be the worst place for this vase. Because it's on a table that's like right next to the bookshelf. (laughs) And a child is suddenly this table that I don't think has ever (laughs) been in front of the bookshelf. (laughs) Just appears. All of a sudden, there it is. Yep, there it is. It's like everything else in the show when they need to put something (laughs) somewhere. (laughs) Um, But yes, a child is certainly going to smash into that at some Mm -hmm. point and knock that over. so Mona points out that now they're standing under the mistletoe. So they awkwardly give each other a little peck on the lips and um, they seem embarrassed. And then Angela's like, okay, well, there's nothing worse than dried up turkey. So she's getting ready to leave. And Mona's like, oh, I'm sure Jeffrey's mother is a perfectly nice woman. That's <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. And I love the look that these little, Tony has these little looks that he gives sometimes, and especially to Mona. And they're almost childlike in his facial expressions. Like, if you look at the angry look that he gives Mona after she says um, that she's sure that Jeffrey's mother is a perfectly nice woman, <laughs> it's, it's a very childlike expression. So they get ready to leave. And, oh, to get Jonathan happily out the door, Jeffrey says, I think there's another present for you in the car. <laughs> and so Jeff, uh, Jonathan goes bounding out the front door to go see what his present is. <laughs> so... They leave, everybody says bye, Merry Christmas, and Angela, you know, they kind of have another little moment where they say Merry Christmas to each other before she leaves. Right. And then he shuts the door and he's like, all right, who's ready to eat? And Sam and Mona are still there and they are very excited and ready to eat. But why is Sam dressed? So Sam has the suspenders on because that's probably what she was told to do. But why is Sam dressed like she was passing out hors d'oeuvres at Christmas breakfast or Christmas morning? I don't know. She has like a little bow tie on and like a button down shirt. And then little James has his moment, Omnibot 2000, because as Tony goes into the kitchen, he tells him, clean this place up. And then the little robot just starts smashing into all the wrapping paper and says, God bless everyone. He just said. <laughs> He's not cleaning he up just, at all. What, no. I, what did I say? What? He just drives oh, into no, the trash. He's just completely running he just over. He starts rolling over its wrapping paper wrapping and does paper. nothing. Yes. Not at all a help. Can pour a glass of wine, cannot clean up wrapping paper. Again, you have to put the bottle in his hand. Yeah, it's way too much work. Um, So now now we cut to Christmas night. Uh, Jonathan and Angela are back home. Tony is vigorously cleaning the stove. (laughs) Right, because what else are you doing on Christmas night? And the stove really got to work out today. So... He starts asking about Jeff's, like, how was it? How was it? She's like, oh, the entertainment was spectacular. 
12s drummers drumming, 11 pipers piping, 10 lords no, which a leaping. Which means there was entertainment. Right. And he says, how'd they do the maids milking? Mm-hmm, of course. <laughs> now, Tony is also wearing suspenders and no belt because he knows. Um, so he asks Angela if she would like to... Oh, I didn't realize he's giving her antacid also. Um, I thought it was aspirin. Oh, is it aspirin? Yeah, oh, she okay. asked for aspirin. Oh, gets, right, because of all the entertainment. I see. Right. Okay. So she says that the turkey was a little dry, and so he asks her if she wants to try any of his dinner. And she's like, no, I don't Okay, just a little taste. Right. So he goes over to the refrigerator and then pulls a full goose out. Just out. That hasn't been wrapped in anything. And then goes back in and pulls out a couple other things that haven't been wrapped that are in bowls. But um, I know nothing is covered in the refrigerator. I know. So silly. But um, so Angela's basically saying that the meal wasn't that great. Turkey was dry. Everything else was bland because Mother Wells is on a low sodium diet. Yeah. Um, Tony's kind of struggling to shut the fridge door with all the plates in his hand. So he gets out two plates and she's like, oh, are you going to have some too? And he's like, might as well. So he gets to now have like a little Christmas dinner with Angela, which is probably all, all he really, that I she, know. He gets, she gets to try his, his right. His that's such an Italian meal. grandma thing, like to just get people to eat. That's that's what right. they. That's their goal in life. And you tell them you're not hungry. They don't believe you. No. <laughs> no, no, you're not hungry. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yes, I got berated for most of my childhood for not being hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so he makes her a little plate, and then he pulls out the wishbone. And they each grab one little end of the wishbone, and as they pull to make a wish, we freeze frame, and that is the episode. Yeah, and Angela won. She did, right? Because so everybody knows. Yeah, (laughs) because she's holding the larger part. That's who wins. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done that before. Yeah, whoever has the larger most of the wishbone wins. Your wish. That means your wish comes true. Oh, I wonder what Angela wished for. That's what I'm saying. I think that's what the moment is there. They pull it, and then the thing breaks, and then it freezes. Like, then you got to wonder, oh, Angela wish Mm -hmm. to maybe be with Tony in season eight. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I think you're supposed to be left wondering, I think. Is Tony going to give me a better offer than this dweeb that I'm dating right now? Jeffrey Nothing against Jeffrey. I'm sure Jeffrey went on to make some woman yeah, very, very happy. happy. I'm sure. Moderately happy. Moderately. <laughs> Partially happy. Okay, and that is the episode. So I was hoping as we went through this episode, I would figure out who the boss is. Yeah. And I no, didn't. No. I don't either. Okay. It's not very clear. So um, do you remember who did rating last? Um, No. Like we did a podcast a long time ago. That was a long. Okay, you want me to go first, or you want to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay, that means you're gonna have to go first with boss. Okay, but <laughs> I don't have one, so it's easy. So go. <laughs> All right, I gave this episode an eight. Oh. I really like this episode. Oh, okay. Just because you know it's super cute. I like how much you know getting a gift for each other meant to one another. Mm-hmm. It does kind of have a gift of the magi I feel, which has been done before, but it's yeah, still it's fine. Yeah, it's still really cute. Um and you know, it's a com- complete story. Like not a whole lot happens, but not a whole lot really needs to happen because right. it's all just sort of a little slice of this 
holiday for them. Um, and I liked how much, you know, Tony was kind of sad that they wouldn't be spending the holiday together because they have before. And you could kind of tell that even though um, Angela knew that she had to go because mm -hmm. she's in a relationship with Jeffrey now, that she probably would have rather have been home with her family, in quotes. Okay, your turn. Um, I'll agree. I'll give it an eight. Um, for most of the same reasons, I thought that um, that it was a all-around good, you know, feel-good episode. Um, it didn't really advance. Um, actually, I'll take that back. It did advance Tony and Angela a little bit. I mm -hmm. think. I mean, I think it showed how much like the holidays probably mean to both of them. You know, oh, that's as true. like a quote-unquote family unit. Right. Um, you know, even though Jeffrey was kind of there in the sidelines and he brought, and he's trying really hard. He's bringing all the gifts. He's right. getting, you know, expensive stuff. He, he is really he trying. He bought Tony a $600 robot that <laughs> pours wine and rolls over trash. <laughs> but I mean, like for the most part, um, you know, I mean, he's trying his best. He bought the ant farm. He really like, you know, like that aunt or uncle that goes over the top. Right, I don't know. Right, it was yeah, just yeah. like this. Like he's trying his hardest, but yet he still is like out you know, Tony outshined him yes. you know, with the with the va with the vase, yeah. and I think that the va it could have been anything. And I, you know, I mean, even though you know, like Angela was like surprised that he spent so much money on her, I don't know. There was that. I don't think she expected it, so that's what took threw her for a loop. Right. You know? so, right. Yeah. Same. Same thing. I mean, I give it an eight. Yeah. I mean, at this point, don't you think that if you were dating someone? And you had this encounter with them and someone that was supposed to be their friend, wouldn't you be like, like what the? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is going to go well right. for me. Right. But he probably is also has the mindset of, well, he's still just the housekeeper. Like True. she likes him, but he would never be what she wants. Right. As a husband. Um, hmm. All right. Hmm. Who's the boss around here? Me? Or my mother? Or maybe it's you. Um, I have no idea who the boss is. <laughs> um, I guess if I had to pick one, maybe Tony? I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's really tough. Yeah. Like I, Tony for like selling his baseball card to get something nice for Angela. But like in return, she bought the baseball card to get something nice for him. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like. Maybe Mona. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to go with Mona. Yeah, I mean, Mona, I think more than anybody. But I, mean, I just thought maybe Tony a little bit just because he tried so hard to get right. yeah. something for And Angela. it worked. But, he yeah. really wanted to impress her with his right. gift, and he and did. It, it did. Yeah, yeah, it did work. But Yeah, anyway. I, I'm going to go with Mona um, just because like at the beginning when Angela was like, mm. oh, we're going to Jeffrey's house. She's like, no, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, that's true. And then true. she bought her own Christmas present. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's she threw good. Jeffrey's stocking in the fire. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. And she then, had definitely had a bunch of funny moments right. in this episode. Then she pointed out that they were underneath the mistletoe and made them kiss oh, in right. front of Jeffrey. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah. Just now I realized that I yeah, do think... Yeah, I think you're right. I kind of had Mona in Mona's my back the pocket. Boss. And then Mona stayed, she stayed with who she was, you know, most um, indebted. Not indebted, mm. but... Uh, right. I can't think of the word, but her lo where her loyalties lie. Yeah, loyalty, and yeah. And that is with her family, so okay. she stayed there. All right. 
All right. Well, this has been fun. Um, it was longer than I expected. Sorry. We, Probably my fault. <laughs> we got a foot tangent a little bit on a few things, but that's fine. I mean, you know, we're just here doing this. So you can reach us at the Who's the, Bo- uh, Who's the Boss podcast on Instagram or Who's the Boss Pod 1 on Twitter. Oh, and I didn't say. Uh-oh. What? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> you said, oh. I'm like, uh-oh. I didn't mention thank you to everyone who donated for Judith's birthday fundraiser that we were able to raise $514. Nice. Um, yeah, and she gave a little shout out on Twitter. She saw it, and I think that she um, was very touched by it. So thank you to everyone, and I'm so happy that we were able to raise that much money for uh, Broadway Cares. So thank you very much. And I should have said that at the beginning of the show. Nice. Um, but you can reach us at Who's the Boss Pod One on Twitter, or if you go to Facebook, we're the Who's the Boss page, Who's the Boss Podcast page on Facebook, or go to Anchor.fm/wtb podcast and leave a voice message. All right, so the next episode we're gonna do, I also love. It is called The Way We Was, and. Oh, good. It's when they get snowed in, so they all sit around and they recount how Tony and Samantha came to live with them. And they do flashbacks, but they're not really flashbacks because the actors are playing the flashbacks. Oh, I see. Um, And it gives us more context around how Tony and Sam actually got there. And it's really cute. All right, that's all. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. And give a big thumbs up and tell all your friends. And maybe you can tell your grandma, your mother, and your sister or brother. Maybe you have no siblings. Tell your dog and cats. Bye.